Hello, and welcome to episode four of the CE Pro podcast. I'm Arlen Schweiger, executive editor. In this week's episode, home networking is crucial these days. So what can integrators do to get their customers up to speed? And how should they be addressing cybersecurity needs? A guy finder of Access Networks lets us know. Plus, CE Pro recently named its Quest for Quality Awards winners. And audio controls Alex Kamara shares with us insights on how companies can deliver award-winning tech support. Guy Finer, founder and CEO of Access Networks. Thanks for joining the CE Pro podcast with me and senior editor Bob Archer today. Thank you, Arlen. So let's uh, let's get right into the current situation we're in. You know, with all the work from home and all the education at home going on right now, uh, I'm sure you've been talking to your dealers a ton during this time. Can you share some anecdotes about what you're hearing from from the Access Network dealers yeah. about? what they've encountered from customers during this uh, coronavirus crisis? Sure. Uh, on one hand, we see the challenge of servicing clients during this period. Homeowners don't necessarily want you to come into the house, but at the same time, they're demanding anything you can give them as far as networking capacity. Um, we're very familiar with the terms low latency and high bandwidth. Um, and so even in and, and this really doesn't just uh, relate to uh, competitors or, or other brands in the industry. All brands are experiencing this because even if you have, let's say, an access network system deployed in your house, just like I do, this, this period when all of this started and the lockdown started in California last month, I even felt the challenge on, on, with my network because this is an apartment that we moved into. It's a rental. We put the network in that we brought in from our old house, didn't really think about it. There's no wiring here. So there, is, there was one access point downstairs. And guess what? All of my conferences are right here in the master bedroom with you. And video doesn't transmit that well because of the, the issues in this apartment. And so I, as a homeowner, needed to go and address this on my own. Luckily, obviously, I have the resources. But it, it's almost brand agnostic because if you have a network that hasn't been pre-engineered to support that environment that it exists in, issues will occur and then service calls will ensue. And so the, this is a great opportunity for the integrators to go back to the homeowner and have that discussion of, you know, you have an older network or maybe this solution was not pre-engineered and we need to pre-engineer something for you. So on one hand, there is an, an incredible demand, which we've seen. And on the other hand, there is the burden of, of education and understanding and figuring out how to go and upgrade those clients right now. That's good. And that leads right into our next question. Go ahead, Bob. Yeah, uh, Hagai, um, with the um, current state of where we're at right now and um, people working from home and kids at home streaming, do you think a lot of dealers have uh, reassessed their uh, their their business strategies for uh, marketing and selling their network services? Um, I would say this is a, an ongoing process, right? So if you look at the timeline of the existence of the network within our space for a while, it used to be kind of the black sheep in the family, not something anyone wants to talk about. It, it doesn't sound good. It doesn't look good, right? Like a projector screen combo. Um, it doesn't feel good like those leather seats that you bought for your theater. It, it, it doesn't appeal to the senses. And so 
for a very long period of time, and that was maybe a decade ago, it really took the back seat. And what we're seeing now is that there is a complete transition. And I spoke to a few CEO a couple of weeks ago in the industry. They're, they're seeing some slowdown in business. Some of them are seeing it more than others, where the networking segment across the board is booming right now. Because both homeowners and integrators understand that while this is the 10% that uh, is usually part of the overall budget for the project, it's a 10% that makes the other 90 operate properly. And so there is a shift both in a cons consumer mind and the integrator mind about the importance of the network and, and of course, having those conversations. Were there, uh, you know, any kind of misconceptions that they've had to deal with or that they're continuing to learn about networking? And then, you know, on top of that, what, what can you tell us about the way your dealers work in terms of, you know, say, obviously, you, you like you're talking about you have an apartment, but then, you know, like I'm in a, a you know, just a modest size house and then dealing with some of obviously your luxury customers that your dealers have. What are some of the, the things that your dealers are working with there? So the misconceptions is that the good enough is good enough. Kind of like what happened here in my apartment, right? It was good enough until it wasn't, right? Because now our home is, is really our business. We're, we're here 24 seven on lockdown and the demand, you know, it's not just me, it's, it's everybody else that's here. It's me and, and my wife and our four kids and everybody needs something off the network and we're streaming constantly. And all of a sudden now that we are maximizing our demand off of this network, it will start showing the cracks, right? That this is, it will happen across the board with every brand. And so good enough is not good enough. And this actually, this situation that I told you about my own apartment tells the story of why we need a pre-engineered solution. And so if before we could just throw some parts together on the day we come out to, to install the job, I hope that now every integrator is looking at this as an opportunity to learn from, from what is happening now across the board and start pre-engineering these solutions for the environments that, that they're going into. If it's your house, if it's my apartment, and you know, Steven Spielberg's beach house has the same caliber, same standard here in Malibu than he would in, in the Palisades and in, in his big house, because it's not about the, the gear or who installed it. It's about ultimately about the expectation of the client and the experience that they're going to have. And so whatever it is that you're installing, you need to cater to the client expectation and ultimate experience that they're, they're looking for. That uh, makes a lot of sense. Yeah. 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 Could you rec, uh, what, what are some of the pitfalls that dealers need to avoid when designing and installing these systems? Are there rules of thumb that they ought to follow? Yeah, I think that there is, there's plenty of uh, underselling. I think this is the, an age old, old battle between, you know, the sales team and the technical team where, and, and I've seen a lot of integrators address this in different ways, but a lot of the times, you, you will see salespeople go for the shiny objects, you know, if it's the, the nice speakers, if it's the TV and pushing for that shift and it's taken time. And I think it's, it's already, it's happening now. The, the sales team needs to internalize the importance of the network and lead with it. And it's, it's not easy because we want to go to the shiny objects. I'm building a house. Uh, well, if, if I get to build it, right, we just talked about that. Um, and, and 
you know, I'm thinking about my JL subwoofers in my family room that I want to put on the wall. A network is not necessarily what comes to mind first, but ultimately we all depend on it. And so that shift really starts with the sales team going out there and talking about the importance and really leading with the network. Uh, this is going to tie into security, which, which we'll talk about in a little bit, but really that is the shift that uh, the industry needs is that the sales teams out there lead with that. And then everything else, guess what? If you sell a good network, regardless of brands and how it's configured, but if it's appropriate for the project, anything else you want to attach to that sale is going to function properly or, or better because you've done a good job with the network. Unlike, yeah. for example, I could sell a better TV, but if I sold an, a, lack, a lacking network, that TV is not going to function as well. Just to get into what uh, what you just mentioned a bit about uh, about the network security, obviously that's you know something that's always kind of uh, associated in tandem with uh, home networks would be the cybersecurity element of it. And you know, I, one thing that this crisis has done is it, it's further exposed that because we hear now you know about uh, Zoom cybersecurity and and things being hacked. Um, so one thing that uh, that we recently did is we conducted a poll of our audiences on both uh, not only CE Pro on the residential side, where we also know that guys are doing commercial jobs, but uh, our sister publications, Commercial Integrator and Security Sales and Integration. And it was, it was really kind of eye-opening because we found that uh, nearly three quarters of the respondents, 73%, said, you know, they, they weren't doing anything uh, beyond what the manufacturer's own cybersecurity measures for their products were. Um, why, do you, why do you think at this point uh, integrators are still, you know, seemingly not addressing that and leaving money on the table? So it takes a lot of money spent for, for that money on the table to not be left on the table anymore. And I can tell you from experience, this is an effort that we are undertaking now at Access Networks, building a security team especially for a residential integrator, is a difficult task. Um, we're, we're still educating the industry about networking and router on a switch versus having a layer three um, core switch. Security is a whole different world. It takes people who specialize in security to lead those efforts. And so this is part of, of what we're uh, in the process of doing is creating a security program that caters to integrators um, so that they don't have to have that expenditure in-house and, and that skill learned in-house, just like, you know, the, the rest of our networking business. But the other side of this that is probably even more difficult is selling it, right? How do you argue, again, for something that you can't see, you can't feel, that it's hard to put a value proposition on that? Now, I will say that probably timing-wise, this is the best time to, to be in the business and go after those clients. But the way to do it is not with a security offering alone. If you, if I tried to, I'm, I'm gonna kind of try to sell myself on this. If I, if I was an integrator or an integrator came to me and said, hey, guy, do you want a cybersecurity protection package for your home? I would ask, what does it cost? What does it do for me? And probably say no if it was, I don't know, however many dollars a month, because I'm not looking to add recurring revenue um, into my, bills, right? I don't want more. I want less. This, will, this is why a lot of people are cutting the cord. They want less recurring bills. 
the way to do it in my mind, and again, this is, I think, the biggest opportunity that we have as a channel, is to create a holistic program. Meaning, it's not just cybersecurity. It's warranty, it's service and support, it's an upgrade path in the future. If it's years down the line, you get a certain discount when the next generation of Wi-Fi, if you just heard about that, there's new spectrum opening up, guess what? We're gonna have new access points and you're, you're gonna get a new set of hardware in a few years. When a program is being created, that is a whole different ballgame. And so that's where, where we're going, right? We, we see the industry trying to come out with different solutions. Cybersecurity is, does not equate, for example, website you know, monitoring and, and threat detection. It's, it's not just that. It is a lot more than this. And so as a, as a channel, we have to create a complete holistic program that caters to the homeowner um, and really shows them and brings value to what we cover. It's not just that we look at your firewall or even uh, your, your endpoint devices. We're looking at your whole home, all of your systems, we're checking them, we're servicing them, we'll give you an upgrade path in the future <clears throat> and strengthen our relationship and offer you something that really nobody else offers. So it's something that we're actively working on right now. We have one uh, large integration company, I'm sure you've heard, heard of Bravas. They're uh, one of our partners in, in this process and uh, you should see it probably end the year, beginning of next year, something that becomes available to everyone. Okay, um, not long ago, you partnered with Sophia's. Um, can you uh, tell us about some of the lessons that you've learned about cybersecurity since you started to work with them and how dealers can apply those lessons to their businesses? Sure, so part of what I learned, I, I just told you, is security is, is complex and, and it's hard and it takes a dedicated team, even within Access Networks that specializes in security. Um, some of it is intentional hires, some of it is taking the, the rock stars in our team and allowing them to, to study on a path to security. Um, and the other thing that I've learned, because I was, you know, I always thought, hey, network security, I kind of know what the the basics are, but there is a lot more to it uh, than just content filtering or endpoint uh, monitoring, monitoring the, the devices and the firewall itself from attacks. Um, the, the thing, the opportunity that we see now is not just going into the home, but actually helping the integrators secure their business. And that is uh, a point that hasn't really been addressed by other vendors in the channel. I think part of the reason is that it's difficult. It's probably the messy work that nobody wants to deal with because we all have skeletons in the closet and usually the showroom systems that I see are patchworks of different devices that are changing all the time and there are multiple uh, networks that support different departments. And we, you know, we believe that doing the hard work first is where we can bring value. And so going into the showrooms, that, that's something for, we're doing with a lot of different integrators, and we've done this over the years, but as a, an actual program, is something that is now happening with Bravis as well, where all of their showroom networks are gonna be access network systems that are deployed with our gear, and then we also study their business, we do a security, information security analysis uh, on the business and, and their potential exposure, 
and then we give them recommendations to the head of their IT department uh, about what it is that we can do to improve upon the previous network with the replacement system that we're going to send over. And so plenty of opportunity and especially with Sophos, they've been a great partner. They are very happy to be introduced into the residential channel on in such a wide uh, way to the entire country through us. While it's not an intentional vertical for them, kind of like the way it was with Ruckus back in the day, Ruckus never wanted to pursue Resi and we kind of brought that opportunity to the table. I see uh, a great future for us together. It's a real, it's a great compliment to everything else that we do. That's great. And that was actually uh, another question that we had in our survey that we did in terms of, I think it wound up uh, being at about 60% of the Resi guys, you know, were, were not implementing any kind of cybersecurity within their own business. So, you know, that's definitely uh, something that they need to work on. And, and kind of toward that end, you know, lastly, we just, we just wanted to ask you besides, um, or including access networks and any kind of resources that you guys have, or Sophos resources, um, and where else can dealers go in the industry to learn about this stuff and you know, really educate themselves and get them you know, in a point where they can confidently outfit their own businesses and then confidently sell to clients as well? So this is a complicated question, right? Because obviously yours truly is, is biased. Um, I think the manufacturer training is good what we what we've done historically is take brands from outside the industry and bring them in and effectively create a solution from what we believe is enterprise grade and if you want to define enterprise grade beyond meantime between failure and the devices it's it's product that is designed for the enterprise and is deployed in the enterprise <clears throat> and so that that is that is what we seek and and really bringing in the best of breed uh, in every category that we use. So right now we really, we're down to Ruckus and Sophos. Uh, those are the only products we deploy. And we provide education that is context aware. So let's say if you went to Sophos and you said, I want firewall training. Sophos doesn't necessarily know anything about Crestron and port 41, whatever it is that you would, may want to forward, but I would say don't do it. Um, and so our training is really context aware because it's, it's relevant to this channel and it's being provided by an integrator, Nathan Holmes, if you, if you know him. Nathan is, is an amazing individual with a wealth of experience, used to work for Crestron, used to be an integrator here in LA and has probably, you know, one of the highest levels of, of networking knowledge within our business. So he understands what integrators need. He's done it himself. We met on a job site here in LA, a few blocks away from here uh, in 2007 and ultimately ended up joining our team. And I think this is, for me, this is where I, I would come to access, even if you don't necessarily end up using us on every project. Um, the, the training side of our business is very focused and will help you understand where you are, where we are, what the, the gap is, if there is any, and usually there is. And a lot of it revolves not just around, you know, the Wi-Fi is probably the easy part. The wired networking side of the business is more difficult. Configuring complicated switches is, is not easy. Uh, obviously, we simplify with packages that we ship to you that are ready to go. But you should know and understand it. And we are uh, in 
of the opinion that the more knowledge you have as an integrator, the better off you will be and the better off ultimately all of us will be. And so we're looking to teach, to show, to educate and, and share this information. And to a degree, even if you don't do any business with us, the fact that you are upping your game is good for all of us. We want homeowners having a positive experience with any residential integrator they interact with because ultimately the, the next opportunity will come and they'll have a positive memory. And so we've seen a whole lot of situations where we were asked to come in and take over a project. We, we will happily do it if we can assist with, with a bare minimum of maybe configuration changes or advice, we'll do that. Sometimes it requires a complete upgrade to the entire system because it, it wasn't sold properly, it wasn't configured properly. Um, but the, the focal point for us is really driving that experience across the board. Even if it's, you know, it could be a, a snap AV network, it doesn't matter. We check our ego at the door and we want to help. Great. Well, that's perfect. And, uh, and on that note, you know, we really appreciate your time today and you being a resource for the CE Pro readership. And, you know, let's uh, all hope that we all get our, uh, our networking game in good order for this, especially during this crisis and moving forward after that. So, Hagai, thank you very much for your time today. Thanks for having me. Alex Kamara, CEO of Audio Control. Thanks for joining me and CE Pro editor Jason Knott today. Hey, thanks, Alan. Thanks, Jason. Good to be here. First off, just, you know, thanks for joining us. Tell us a little bit about uh, how audio control and things are going up in the Pacific Northwest right now. Uh, I mean, we're, we're operating. You know, we're classed as an essential business. We're supporting, actually, dealers right across the country at the moment who are engaged in various uh, projects. Uh, we're operating under, you know, strict CDC guidelines. So that's the big thing here. You know, I mean, clearly, you know, business and revenues are down. I mean, that's just, I think, uh, consistent with the majority of... Uh, of dealers in the industry, but what's I think helpful, helpful for us is having a manufacturing base here in the United States, you know, up here in Seattle, you know, we're able to react really quickly to what appear to be urgent needs. I and mean, what's been interesting for us is a lot of projects have been delayed. I think everyone's seen that, but there's a lot of urgent work that's appearing, whether it's, you know, somebody can't get a product from somebody else, whether it's a failure in a, in a, in a, in a, in a home office system or in a commercial facility, you know, so we're really responding and building literally day by day to, to the need. So I mean, good news is, you know, we're shipping within a couple of days, you know, inventories uh, pretty good on the majority of products um, from the supply chain side. Um, I, I'm proud, so proud of the team here because everyone is just rallying. We've got all of our sales and administration and all, anybody that doesn't need to be in the factory is clearly working um, at home as you guys are. Um, so, uh, so yeah, no, I'm just proud and we're, we're pushing forward. You know, it's, uh, great, great to hear. Well, we want to we want to talk a, a bit about that support today. Uh, our April issue of CE Pro, as you know, has our annual Quest for Quality Awards program uh, spotlight in it, and it's also online right now. And that's all about service and support and audio control. You guys have done really well in the past few years um, with integrators calling you out, uh, particularly for your tech support. And so we wanted to ask you a bit about that. So maybe we could start just by, you know, telling us uh, some of the ways that audio control has really fostered that environment for providing award-winning tech support for your dealers. Love to, because it is so, I think, just at the, at the fundamental core of what we do. I mean, we've done this for many, many years and, uh, you know, we have, a, we have a pretty small core team of technicians here, technical experts. And 
you know, the mantra we use, it's a bit of a cliche, but it is customer first, empathy, empowerment. And what we're really, our team has been trained and not just trained, but they're, they're, it's, in, it's inside them to be able to work with integrators in the field when they call up and they get, a, they get an answer within three rings, you know, hopefully 95% of the time, they talk to a real person, a person who really understands what they're going through. And we give them empathy and what we're trying to do, and this is, I think, a big difference. Rather than just get a rule book and say, okay, what you need to do is this and this and this, we put ourselves in their shoes and solving their customer's issue. And that's the way we train the team right from day one so that you know, we can empower the technician to make the customer happy. So it's not just about, oh, this XY product is not working, or I don't understand it, or I need training. It's really about empowerment to make the customer happy. And it's a subtle difference, but we live by that in the way we, we employ our technicians, the way we train them, and actually the way we actually then you know, communicate, you know, whether it's through our knowledge base, whether it's through the person themselves, whether it's through our manuals, which you know, you know, really, you know, we still produce great manuals, whether it's online uh, and so on. So it's you know, empathy, empowerment to the technician in the field. Alex, could you explain a little bit further how the, the, the tech support team is actually structured? When a call comes in, does it go to a particular expert on a particular product category or is everybody on the team cross-trained on all the auto control products? Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, everyone's, everyone is cross-trained, okay, because I think that's the best way to handle it. Um, it will come into our main um, switchboard. As, as I said, you know, we have this uh, sort of three-ring rule that, you know, we, we, we endeavor to answer within three rings, and that includes me. If I see it go twice, you know, I'm looking at my phone and just, you know, getting ready to pick up as well. Um, we'll then ascertain what the product is, okay? And we, you know, I mean, one of the interesting things is we don't get a ton of um, calls. You know, when our products are made, tested, you know, you know, to the nth degree here in, in, in Seattle. So, you know, we, we are very, very, you know, we, we love the fact we don't get many products back and we don't get that many calls. But when we get a call, yeah, it gets answered, gets put to one of the technicians. You know, we do have a couple of uh, the team that has certain specialisms because, you know, more and more we've become a network software company because, you know, our, our director amplifiers are a good example. You know, they are software network based. So we have extra, you know, extra skills with some of the team. But what's also important is our engineering team is here. So, you know, it's not that many calls, but if we need to, we can also then patch a call through to our engineering team, whether it's our software developer here, whether it's our head of engineering, whether it's one of the, tech, one of the engineers himself. So that allows us not just to have technical support, but a, you know, a first line sort of backup uh, as well. But uh, we, have, you know, we have four people here on site, um, not a big team, as I said, you know, but it's, uh, they do an awesome job in just, uh, you know, getting that call. You know, we have, you know, I think probably, we don't, the other is we don't time somebody. You know, one of the interesting things sometimes, you know, one of our technicians that joined us about a year ago, he said every call he was on was timed. And he was like, well, this was, you know, your time is like, you know, you spent four minutes, 80, you know, 30 seconds on, on the, uh, on average, if you're going to call, you need to be at three minutes, 50 or whatever it was. You know, we have calls that go from five seconds to three hours, you know, if we're really in depth with somebody. So a lot of times the problem that you're deciphering isn't really an audio control product problem. It could be another uh, component that audio control is connected with. Do you try and recreate the system when you're talking to that customer so you can kind of get down to that nitty gritty and figure it out, hey, this is not an issue with us. It's an issue with this other component. Yeah, I'm glad, I'm glad you recognize that because that is probably one of the biggest um, things we train our team on. You know, 
you know, we don't, as you know, we don't make speakers and we don't make the source of the music. We do all the electronics in between that makes it sound great. But that means we're a hub, you know, we're the hub of the system, you know, whether it's a receiver, whether it's a processor, whether it's an amplifier, you know, we've got multiple products going through, um, you know, our, our, our own products, you know, so that's a, a really big piece because we have to understand how it fits into the system, what components are attached to it, is there a commonality there, is there a firmware issue with another product, you know, I mean, I have to say a lot of the time it's just about updating firmware, you know, and not in our product necessarily, but in somebody else's product because they've made a change and, they, and the, you know, the integrator hasn't been had the time or realized that there was a firmware upgrade. But yeah, it's, it's a hub. We understand the system. We um, will design the system ourselves. literally when in talking to the, um, to the integrator in the field. And we, and we know the product, so we work very well with, you know, whether it's, I don't know, whether it's Sony or Origin or Sonans or whoever it is, so we understand where we fit into the ecosystem. We certainly do build the systems here as well. I mean, we have all the control systems, you know, in, in, in factory here. We have multiple products from multiple manufacturers, you know, so that's a big piece of it as well. But yeah, you're 100% you're, you're right. We are the hub. So it's not just about, oh, what's happened to our product? We have to really understand the whole system. Alex, uh, clearly, you know, this uh, pandemic going on right now has, has really highlighted uh, alternate means of communication. Obviously, we're on Zoom right now. Is that something that I know you said, obviously, the phone calls get picked up right away. Are dealers coming to you, uh, to your tech support team from the field and using things like FaceTime or even video conferencing to, to point out anything like and be able to show them, hey, here's a rack system. Here's something that I need to be looked at uh, in real time. Yeah, we do. I mean, we do everything from obviously, you know, behind the scenes, we do training, you know, we'll probably do two or three actually trainings, you know, directly with, you know, integrator companies, you know, with four or five technicians, you know, probably two or three of those every week almost, you know. Uh, but for support in the field, uh, the biggest success we've had is with remote, um, remote access into the job. And primarily, the one we use is TeamViewer. TeamViewer has been just a revelation for us in the last couple of years. It's very simple, very easy to use. It allows us to really to... to go in and actually, without breaching any security protocols, be able to take control of you know, the event in the field. And at the same time, it's a good training aid for the, for the integrator because he's watching what we're doing. So whether we need to go into the computer, into the system, into the software, into the product itself, um, we're able to do that. And a lot of our products today as well are DSP products. So we're able to, able to access those remotely, which is another good piece. But TeamViewer for us has been, I think, you know, <laughs> To be honest, you know, some people initially are like, oh, what do you mean you want to touch my computer? I'm not sure, I'm not sure about that. But once they understand what it is, and there's no security issues, and we're able to go in there and actually help them, you know, solve the issue pretty pretty quickly sometimes. Um, it, it's it's, uh, it's you see it light up in their eyes. Actually, you just see, oh my god, that's so amazing! Thank you so much! Thank you so much! What are some of the other kinds of feedback that you get from integrators that you've uh, you know, since incorporated into how you deal with them or how you work with them from the tech support or other kinds of support standpoint? I think the biggest feedback we get, we get a, we get a ton of um, just great, you know, emails afterwards and calls and, you know, I mean, one, one for us is we breed loyalty. I mean, I think, you know, we, you know we're, not a, we're not an enormous company, you know, but we, you know, we breed loyalty with our dealers through the technical support that we deliver. That's, I think that's a key piece. People come back to us because they know if there's an issue, you know, they'll get a real person 
they'll even get to know that person over a couple of years. You know, they phone three or four times, they get to see the same person or for training. So that's a that's a big piece. It's not just a you know a voice at the end of the phone. You know, we, we try to get to know people. I think also um, what's important there is that we get told all the time, you know, gosh, I really felt valued in the way you handled this. You know, I solved my customer's issue because I think another thing we talk about a lot is you know their customer is our customer. I mean, that's the reality. I mean, it's you know if somebody you know, if the end customer is having a problem with an audio controlled piece of equipment, um, it's our customer, you know, and the integrator is customer as well. So I think that's a, that's a big piece of this as well for us and just being valued, empathy, and, and they, they believe we care and we do care, you know, so that's another big piece of it. You know, I think care, empathy are two of the big things that uh, we hear time and time again. Wow, you guys really got into that. You really understood my, my issue. And by the way, even to the point where you know, if we get a job or a frustration or something that we don't understand, you know, and not obviously not today, unfortunately, but, you know, we'll put an engineer or a technician on a plane. Okay, there'll probably be a bus in the future, you know, five days across the state, but, you know, we'll see. But we put them, you know, into the job site itself sometimes. So we, we've done that numerous times where we want to learn, or it's a really big, complicated project, perhaps with a new dealer, and we want to, we want to basically you know, experience that ourselves, and it's great for our technicians not just to be here in Seattle, you know, 40 hours a week, 52 weeks a year. If we can get them out, you know, we'll do that. We actually, we take one of our technicians to every trade show. So, whether it's CDA or some other event, we'll take a technician with us so they can talk to customers live. Do you have any quick uh, troubleshooting best practices tips that you think integrators should should follow when they're out in the field and they encounter a problem with a system? What's their thinking? You know, do you, should is the first call that they should pick up the phone and call you guys or are there certain things they should be doing before they try and, and, and talk to your tech support team? It varies a lot. Okay, to be honest, you know, um, I would love, um, it would be great if people reference the manual sometimes, you know, obviously that's, uh, it's, it's, uh, it's cool, you know, but I know it's also the reality in the field is that, you know, something's happening, you're in the middle of a rack and you just grab the phone and your phone. Um, but, you know, obviously the manual has, has only half of the, you know, issues that people call up about are in, a, in the manual. The other thing we have is the knowledge base. We have a knowledge base system now, which is on our website, which can be accessed. And actually what's interesting about the knowledge base is, I think over half of the articles in there have been written by integrators in the field in responding to a question or an issue or so on. And then I think probably the, the most important one, and I think most integrators get this, but, but some don't is, when you call us, ideally know what the system is, you know, because obviously, you know, what are the components that are going into it? What's the cables? You know, what is the output? I mean, it's sort of, um, you know, challenging if someone calls up and says, hey, um, your XYZ product isn't um, connecting. I mean, what do I do? Channel 16. You say, well, okay, what's the sources? What's the, and they go, uh, oh, I, I'm, I'm not on site at the moment. I have to go back. And, so just the, the more information, the more we get to it more quickly. And the more we may have said, ah, we know what that is. You haven't updated the XYZ you know, firmware for that product. You do that, that'll be fine and so on. So that'd be one of the, one of the tips that we would love to give, so. Great, well, Alex Kamara, CEO of Audio Control. Again, thanks for joining us today. We really appreciated your insights about tech support and how companies can, can better work with their integrators and, and vice versa. Thank you so much. Thanks guys, thank you.